we got up to all, all kinds of shenanigans. We were we were free as children. We literally left home at eight o'clock in the morning and came home at six o'clock at night. And my mother didn't really care where I was because she knew I was a good kid. So I was at the pool or I was at my friends, I was eating chico rolls, I was all over the place. This is a special bonus episode of Life on the Land, a Grazy Her podcast telling stories of women living in rural and regional Australia. I'm Sky Manson, your host for this special midweek mini episode. Have you got yourself one of the new Rachel Castle Grazy Her tote bags yet? If you subscribe for eight or more issues of Grazy Her magazine, you'll be gifted one of these gorgeous bags. In fact, did you know that homewares and bedding designer Rachel Castle is a totally country girl born and bred? She grew up in Sale in Victoria and still hopes that people can see a glimpse of the country girl in all she does. She's our guest for this special episode of Life on the Land to tell us how her rural roots have shaped the person she is today, the way she approaches her collaborations and how being a country girl has influenced the way she does business. So I live in Sydney now, but and, and I was born in Melbourne, but my father was a school teacher. So I spent my childhood in Sale in South Gippsland. I would say, I definitely would say I, I was, I, I grew up in the country and it makes it, it makes a, de- a, a very definite human who grows up in the country. I think you're, you're, you're a species. I love and that. I, what do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, like country people, they're just the goodness. I can spot one a mile off, you know, in, in, in any situation, I can just spot one and go, you, 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 they're just wonderful, warm, beautiful people. Rachel, do you think when you walk down the street now, people can spot that you've come from the country originally? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> call it, call it what you will. It's just to me, um, it's just being very real, down to earth, not a lot of drama, you don't, not a lot of tickets on yourself. You're just kind of nice and quiet and easy to get along with, really. So tell me about your childhood in Sale. Like, what are your memories? What was that childhood like? Oh, so many memories. I mean, that is just seven hours of, you know, conversation. Yeah. I remember everything from being a child in Sale, riding our bikes to school. <laughs> I mean, how much of this am I willing to admit? I, I, we got up to all, all kinds of shenanigans. We were, we were free as children. We literally left home at eight o'clock in the morning and came home at six o'clock at night. And my mother didn't really care where I was because she knew I was a good kid. So I was at the pool or I was at my friends, I was eating chico rolls, I was going footy oval, I was all over the place. You literally got on your bike at eight o'clock in the morning, you did not come home for like nine hours. Bikes were life. Bikes were life. We, we lived on a farm in Airlie and it, and it used to take me four hours to ride into town on my little Melbourne Star because it had like tiny little wheels. 
And I'd say to my friends, they'd ring me up on the long phone with the long cord and say, like, come into town. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll leave now. I'd get it there so puffy and sweaty. It's 40,000 years later. Um, and I'd stay one hour and then I'd have to get on my bike and ride all the way home. It was a long time. It was a long way for a little kid on a little yellow Melbourne star. I think that that's a part of everyone growing up in the country and you try and ho you hope that now, even in this generation, we can still salvage a little bit, a little bit of that freedom, that unbridled freedom. Well, that's one of the reasons that I moved, that we moved where we did. We live in a, in the suburbs, I guess, of Sydney in the North Shore, um, not far from town. But our children can ride, our, ride their bike, could ride their bikes around this area. And that was really important to me. I just was not willing to have, to not give that to them as children. Uh, but as an adult, it's, I'm, I, I, it, it's not so much fun. <laughs> I just wanted to also mention that we were just earlier exchanging notes about potty lambs and the trials and tribulations and adventures of that. Did you have potties when you were growing up? I did. My dad was a school teacher, but we had a, um, a hobby farm. So we definitely had baby lambs and, you know, pets just teach you about life and death, the cycle of life. And I get very attached to my lambs because I bottle fed them, like your children are bottle feeding theirs at the moment. And I remember when mine, mine always died, my brothers always lived, but mine always died and being devastated by the fact that they, they just died. I mean, it was just a sad thing. And my mother being very matter of fact saying, you know, that's just what happens. And, you know, you'll get a new one in a few weeks time and just get over it. Just being devastated, fully devastated. Yeah. Although it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It is. So Rachel, what was it that drew you away from the country? So my mother was from the city and I remember she, I remember this day, I used to catch the bus. The bus used to arrive and we used to have to jump over a cattle grate to get onto the bus. And my mother was a city girl and she was quite glamorous, my mother. She would always have her hair done and her nails done and she always had the La Perla lingerie. And she, she, I remember this one day, the cows somehow had gotten onto her front garden and she's out there with her with her in her lingerie saying get off my garden and everyone on the bus staring at my mother in her lingerie in the, like in the front paddock I was just it was so embarrassing I'll never forget that oh my goodness. so 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 she so she took us to the city a lot so we would go to Melbourne you know a lot she really did miss it um and I don't know I like the city because I like being invisible I like just doing pottering around doing my own little thing and I like the energy of knowing there's a thousand people around me but not having to in to just being in my own little space does that make sense mm. yeah I think a lot of people would relate to that everyone knows everything in a small country town for better or for worse yeah when you left I mean what what did you think that you would become what did no, you want nothing. to become? just I, I was just happy to sort of be a free and a, and a young person, had an absolute, no goals to do anything, just went to Melbourne, went to uni, sort of, and met my, met my best friends who are still my best friends, who I still see now. 
every weekend. One still lives in Melbourne, but my other one still lives here in Sydney. You know, we were just uni kids mucking around and, and working. We, we used to work all weekend and live together. And I had no, I had no plans, really. What None did you at study all. at uni? I studied PR. I don't know why. I, uh, my, 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 my careers teacher was a guy called Vince, Mr. Smith, Vince Smith. And he won Sale of the Century. He won all the things on Sale of the Century, including the, he had a maroon Mercedes. <laughs> like he was the one where the balloons went off and he won everything. Oh, wow. And so I thought he was the smartest man in the world. And he said, I think you'd be good at PR. And so I, I gave, oh, it's all right. Kind of plotted along, really. So what happened? How did um, Carson come um, to be? And when did you, and how did that start? Did it start as... Uh, um, prints and artworks or well, I, I worked in branding I went to the UK with my friend Alex who I met at Country Road and we started a business together we worked at Conrad's shop so we sort of had just a ton of different jobs I just tried to do the best I could do in the job that I was doing and I found them all really interesting to be honest um, create I was probably creative all the way through but sort of only ever worked in a creative industry sort of you know, I used to organise all the shoots and organise all the catalogues and sort of more of a production role, really. And so I came home. I got married in the UK and had my children there and came back here and and just didn't want to work when they were little. And so just started making things. That's it. Just made things. Just just made things at home when I was bored and popped them online and was right at the beginning of online trading and just got a little website and it just went from there really. So what were the first things that you made? So I made some embroideries. <laughs> and I remember my friends going, they are weird. What are, what are they? Like, what do you do with that? It's like, I don't know, nothing. You just look at it. It's just something nice to look at. Thanks, <laughs> I'm feeling guys. really self-conscious. But I like them. And I guess that's my thing whatever whatever floats your boat just do whatever you want and there's there's very few things that we do even now where we do it just because it's going to be successful if that was the case we'd be doing very different things than than we currently do so i say to the girls it's all about if we if if there's something that we want to do, let's do it. We've got this platform. We you know we live in a place where we're fed and sheltered, and let's just make some nice things. Really, that's as simple as it gets. How fun is that? That's the best. Like if you if you can do a business doing that when you've got an idea that comes to your head and then you want to make a go of it, is that does that feel like success to you? I guess. I mean, I think success is a funny old thing. I mean, how do you ever? When do you ever get? to the top of your success it's just it's just unattainable mm. I feel like you know the, the minute you get that you want something else I, I don't know I, I gave up long ago sort of judging it in terms of being successful it's I, I guess it's successful in the sense that I've got a really good crew of girls that that to me really if I'm honest is the hardest thing is getting a really good team of a little family that are willing to come to work every day, give you 1,000% of their time and energy, that's the most successful thing to me. That's the thing I come home and say to my husband, oh, my God, they're so good, the girls. They're, you know, they're so happy and they get along so well and they're, 
you know, they're all so different. That's the thing that gives me really the most joy at the moment, I would say. Just dropping in here with another quick reminder. The reason we're speaking with Rachel Castle is because she's delightfully agreed to produce a special Grazy Her tote bag for those of you who subscribe to eight or more issues of the magazine. Go to grazyher.com.au and you can sign up now. Do you treat them like family? I mean... I'm so annoying. <laughs> I say, get that... Have, did you have that echinacea this morning? Did you do... do have you... Have you? Are you getting that vaccination? When are you getting this? I just mother them. Yeah. Pretty much. But I'm the oldest one. They're all young, so so they just roll their eyes and don't listen. But that that's... But, but you know what? It's luck. It, it's getting... They're all very different. And I have these abandonment issues where they're going to leave and so I, I get them, I, you know, just really try and, you know, give them as much love as I can really. Where do you think your streak of creativity comes from? I think we were all creative. I think we were all, we either love music or we cook food or we, even my husband who's a finance person who can solve any maths problem is actually highly creative in his own if I said to him can you make that can you make me that um dining table he can fully make it he he's I just think I think everyone's creative in their own way whether they're a creative teacher or 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 a writer or a cook or even sports people are creative in the way they problem solve I think everyone's creative. As someone who lives in the city now and has such a connected business that really engages with your customers so well, what do you think the feeling is around country communities and rural people and rural businesses right now? What's your thoughts on that? I I think there's a lot of love out there for, I I, I think with, with the global warming, with the with the fires, with the floods, with the... So, so I go to Mollingwook every year um, for holidays and one of my friends lives in the country. She lives on a farm with her husband. They're farmers. And, and she's the one... I, I see so many people on our holidays, but I really look forward to seeing her the most because she's got the most incredible stories about life on the farm. You know, like she she boards up when when it's really windy and they have storms and the mice are a plague and they're I think there's a lot of love out there for for our rural communities, definitely. I think if I think if there was a way that we could tap into those communities better, we definitely would do. And also there's a lot of people, a lot of my friends move into the country. I've got a lot of friends in Orange. I've got a lot of friends move. Tons of my friends moving to Byron. I mean, I don't know if you call that the country, but they. I think people are moving out of the cities definitely. So maybe that maybe that accounts for the interest. You know, everyone wants to move to the country. Um, you're such a great collaborator. Tell me about how this collaboration with Grazy Her and the gorgeous tote bag came about. 
Well, I got an email from Victoria Carey, your editor, saying, can you do us a bag? And I said, absolutely. And then the bag appeared one day in the office and I went, that looks nice. And that was it. <laughs> you know, these days the boundaries are so, the word collaboration just means you can do anything. You can just have fun with other people and, you know, not get all protective of your brand and your space and just let's just all work together. It's that, that's why I love the internet and, and, you know, it's just I think there are less boundaries for people. It's, it's, it's very easy for me to make a bag for Victoria and to say, oh, that's nice and, 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 and what a nice thing to do for one another. It's, it's kind of that easy. So, so I, I love collaborating personally. That's so it, good to hear as you, well. You, you get... And, and also you have a look at the way other people work and their production methods and the, the way it's fascinating. We should do more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for making such a cool, funky bag for all of our subscribers. It's so nice to have you on board and it's been great to chat to you. I'm the, I feel very lucky to have chatted to you and, is there anything else before I let you go that we should be looking out for from Castle that's coming up soon? Well, yes, there's always lots of new mm -hmm. things, but there really is a very special collaboration, which I'm not allowed to talk about, but, but watch out for it. There is something that we're very excited to, 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 to be working on with a, with a Melbourne brand, September, October. But what, what, what I love about collaboration often is that you don't have to do the production. So production for me is a headache. So if we just submit designs and go, oh, that looks nice, and then they do all the hard work, well, I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, yeah. you can be <laughs> totally, purely creative. It's a dream job. <laughs> oh, this has been fun. Thanks so much, Rachel, um, for chatting with us. And um, it's been lovely just to get yeah. to know you a bit more. You too. Good luck with your little lambs. a bit on cloud nine after that chat with Rachel who so clearly loved her rural upbringing and all that comes from country life these days and isn't it refreshing to see and hear that someone who has been so successful can still be so grounded such good fun if you love this episode too share it with a buddy who you think might delight in their own subscription to Grazy Her magazine Thanks for listening and we'll be back with you soon for another Life on the Land story. Mm -hmm.